Uh, I have a theory. I think they went home to watch football. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 230. Ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Whoa, that's loud. How are you this fine evening? I'm doing well. I haven't looked at the notes, so I don't know. I just did them. There's not really anything there, so, you know, we'll just uh, fill an hour with us on our idle banter. Um, um, I can't yeah, see I'm, you. I'm I don't know if things, I need to see you. Go ahead. Do, what? Who? Where? Oh, Your you video, can't see me. Your video's not on. Which is kind of good. I think I might have to turn my video off. No, no. Because I'm that, feeling guilty. Something. I don't know. I don't, we talked oh, about it a little bit last night. Yes. <laughs> now I don't know if I'm supposed to drink around you. I feel really no, weird. Nothing to do with you. You don't. You don't not eat meat in front of vegetarians, do you? That's different. You probably like spit meat juice in their face for fun. If you're not, if you like have a side of beef, you're not going to start eating soap. Like that's not what's that doesn't have that effect. Soap has nothing to do with it. Can I tell? I think I thought of what the real reason was. Okay. And that, I don't want to say it on the show because it has to do with a family member. <laughs> they might listen. But you can't give a build up like that and not deliver. Let's say one of the elder members of the family Mm -hmm. is a tad excessive in there. Aren't they all? Oh, okay. Right. And not exactly the picture of health. Okay. I'm not saying it's like, oh, panic attack. I'm going to be just like that. Just kind of like, you know. That needs to stop. If that needs to stop, if I think that should stop, then then this should stop. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just rolling with it. Okay. Um, I do have some notes. Kind of the ten unicorn poop we covered. Bicycle car. I have my stupid heater on, but the, actually the heater's been filtering out okay. I filtered out the noise last week and it was fine. Um, yeah, about seventeen people sent me a link to this silly bicycle car. Bicycle car? I didn't see it. It's because you don't look at the Facebooks. I know, I know. And, you know, I appreciate the people that are thinking of me, but you know what makes me, a lot of things depress me. And this is one of them. Wait, is this the it, elf that I'm supposed to be looking at? No, it's uh, it's called Pod Ride. Pod, Pod Ride. Ride. Oh, Some guy, I saw it years ago. Like, it's really old. Some guy in Norway, I think, uh, built the built it. He's like some designer. And he built this thing for himself. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, because why is it a terrible idea? Because it's like a car. Uh, yeah. Right? People will treat it like a car. People will treat and you like a car. Smash into you. And they will smash into you and you will be dead. Because <laughs> in, in all the little demo videos, and everyone's like, this is so cool. You'd love this. That's the greatest. We should all have them. Like, you're insane. Look at this video. Look at the guy that's driving around in this thing. He's in Norway. It's winter, it's summer, it's whatever. There's nowhere... In, yeah, there's not a, literally got, not a, anywhere a car at all. No, there's like no vehicles in sight because they have just just cycle tracks falling out of their butts. Like everywhere is like really wide for this little pod to drive. They're basically basking in paradise. And and people are sending me this link going, you should get one of these. It'll oh, you be should great anyways. You should... Oh, it'd be great. You'd love it. I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? Well, where am I supposed to drive this? Are you kidding me? I barely get enough room to ride single wheeled along the white line of the road without you crazy idiots murdering me like how much you think i'm gonna put this thing on the road where am i gonna ride it well look now he's a trailer 
put his groceries yeah. in the back. Yeah, he's got a little trailer for extra, <laughs> extra luggage. I mean, I think it's sweet. It's you know, it's the kind of thing where like, totally. Oh, this isn't that new. Two hundred fourteen percent funded on May twenty three, two thousand sixteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't have it on Indiegogo or whatever it is. Yeah, he must have. That's the one I looked on. It was no, fine. I know, but he built it like forever ago, like years ago. Okay, and I think he, some you know, he fi- finally got around to being like, someone convinced him he should sell it. And it's pretty super sweet. I mean, it's cool looking. It's really cool looking. It's got a windshield wiper. Oh, a hand. It's got a little windshield wiper. It's got a little vent in the front. It's got a little headlights. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if you had, I mean, if you had cycle tracks, because he made it so it's like legal to ride on the cycle tracks. If you had cycle cycle tracks, then uh, sure, totally. I'd have like every member of our family would have one of these things, and we'd go on long trips together in these little cycle pods. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Comical little. Group of I mean, they're kind of funny to watch. Yeah. Huh. But no, not a not a reality in uh, the more North Americas here. That's for sure. I'm having some ice cream. Huh. All right. Yeah. Pod ride. I don't really. So yeah, people. Oh yeah, that's that's the reason why. Um, that's the reason why I get uh, annoyed because everybody sends me these things, but they don't they don't think this through. I... You should get one. I'm like, no, you should get one. You go get one. <laughs> He always, Tell me what I should get. Yeah, I'm like I'm happy there. I think I, you know I'm glad they. Ass- What's depressing is like, what if every running thing in the world I saw I sent to you and you alone, as if you're the only person in the world that runs. That's what it feels like. But, but I'm, I'm the only person they know that actually uses a I bicycle. No, nobody else that bicycles a threat to work all year round. And that's the depressing part. Okay. Yeah, but you know a handful of people that jog for fitness, run for fitness, whatever you want to call it. Right. I know. And what I'm saying is there should be a heck of a lot more people that are biking to get places year round. Mm. Now, I'm again, I don't blame them because they're lazy. Like 90% of it, there's probably like 30% of the people. I've seen some graphs. Probably 30% of people overall would do it if they had a safe space. And I don't mean like a, a philosophical safe space. I mean a f- actual physically safe space. And I don't mean paint on the road. I mean separated. Let's just say we ban cars 100%. Mm-hmm. 30% of people would say, oh, yeah, you clear me a path. I'm riding my bike. If we ban cars, I don't know how the rest of them would get there. They'd have to take the train. <laughs> the pod ride webpage has him riding like off road, like mountain bikes. Like he's <laughs> yeah, doing the video is funny. Yeah, he's he doing tricks it. now. He's doing like endos <laughs> and stuff. It's kind of that part's hilarious, but um, but yeah, he's having the time of his life. Look, happiest people in the world, right there. All these uh, okay. Nordic so, countries. so yeah. Now, I, I will say, if if our infrastructure was different and my lifestyle was different, I would do it more. I did it a couple summers ago, and I didn't. What's your lifestyle? Well, my life, my lifestyle is that like tomorrow morning I get up early and then I go to work. Well, I go meet, I have a meeting with some guys and then go and work. And then I have to leave there and I have to pick my daughter up at gymnastics on the way home. And actually I have to pick my son up tomorrow too, I think. So my son is a junior high, then my daughter, and then I get home. So like 
I have to get, I can't pick these people up on my bicycle. And you're going to say, well, why not? And I'm going to say, well, I could, but that's where it's like my hand is enforced. And so the convenience for me is instead of taking the hours to get all around, it takes me 15 minutes. So, and then, and then the same thing and, on and, Thursday, yeah. it, it, I can go into work a little bit late because I'm going to go to this thing at my kid's school. Now, instead of getting there an hour and a half late and sweaty, I'm going to be there 15 minutes late or something like that. Well, as we've been over, this is part of the problem. In addition to simply people not wanting to waste the time that they could save. And it gets worse because you're like, oh, I'm even closer. Therefore, I never said waste. People say that. Driving is too cheap. It needs to be way more expensive. It's an unpopular thing to say. No, needs to I be mean, way- you're right. It's I do. It's convenient and it's efficient and uh, affordable, right? So not really, uh, not affordable. What? What? what uh, I mean, it's not at all. I you, can afford it. Let's. You can. Let's be real about this. Okay. We. So in here's an example. We have I said my lifestyle. I'm being focused on myopic right here. Uh, yeah, but that's not fair. To say affordable means it's affordable to everyone. Well. No, I'm talking about my. I said if it, I, if it was my situation was different, I would do it more. There's a scenario happening now, <clears throat> as it happens every year, and this is an important thing. And it's not just about biking. We have a rail trail, as you know, that goes straight to a train station that provides access to working facilities and whatnot, jobs, and we have several low-income housing areas in our town. And one of the, you know, one of the big areas of, of lowest income housing is right on that rail trail. Who, who are you talking about, Maine or are you talking about Acton? I'm talking about my town. Okay. Acton's a bunch of yuppies. They're whatever. We have plenty. Uh, well, I don't want to. We have <laughs> yeah, but low income. I don't know. Plenty. You do. You do. Okay, you do. Yeah. But they're 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 stranded without a vehicle. There is no option for them to survive. This is why you see all these feel good stories about oh, so and so was. Walking, you know, five miles to work each way every day because you can, and we all chipped in and bought him a car. It's like that's not a that's not that's a feel like garbage story. The, the problem is the dude had to walk five miles because there's no busing system. Like buy him a bike. Well, we can't buy him a bike because the roads aren't safe. He doesn't want to ride on it. Oh, this is the Detroit guy. It's there were tons of these stories. Okay. They drive me bonkers because right. it's like there's nothing. It, it's <sighs> I mean everybody thinks this way. Like we're having a. I'm going off on a tangent. We're having a walk to school day, which I did not organize. Um, thankfully, someone else in town is organizing it. And I'm very happy they're there. And I will tell you how this day is going to be structured. And it's why it's why I cannot organize it. They are diverting, I think, all of the buses. All of them. Which is cool. To another location. So the kids are getting on the bus. They're driving the buses near the school. Okay. Letting letting the kids off like <laughs> like really close to the school. And then they're going to walk the rest of the way. And they're telling the parents if they want to participate in this walk to school day, they should drive their kids to that location. Oh my gosh. Where the kids can get out and then walk to school. Okay. <laughs> and there's very few people other than myself, who are chirping up and saying things like, why don't you just walk from your door? And, you know, friends of mine contacted me directly and were like, is this you? Did you, did you organize this? And, of course, they, they're falling into my trap, of course, because it's like, are you insane? 
and because one of them texted me and says, was this you? Did you do this? And I was like, no, it's this wellness guy. He organized it. I, I, I know nothing about it. And they follow up. Like, well, what time does it start? And I said, it starts 30 minutes before school every morning from your front door. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what your answer was? Yeah. And they get all mad at me. Why are you going to be so jazzy? I'm like, what did you think I was going to tell you? I just told you it's not me. I'm not organized. I have no idea. This whole thing is ridiculous. You want to drive your car. You, you already know we walk to school. You already know the kids walk to school. You already know what I'm going to tell you. It's like, ugh, God. And they all talk. They all talk big. Oh, yeah, this is the greatest. We should do this. And then they stop because it's too convenient, as you said. They get in their car. Yeah. It's easy. It's too convenient. Easy. Nice. I think my daughter's banging on the wall to get me to stop talking, which I'm not going to do. Well, you can talk. Uh, all right. What should I talk about? Um, I don't know. So I'm at a crossroads here. Mm-hmm. I like that restaurant. Um, no, I'm not at crossroads. Oh, I wouldn't oh. mind, but then I'd be sitting there drinking by myself again. Um, <laughs> You're still by yourself, technically. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but uh, okay. Anywho, um, no, I'm with all of our listeners. The seven, oh, the seven yeah. of us are getting together. Um, okay. So, I don't know how far back I should go with this, but basically, I'm not going to go that far back. But basically, I have about a 30 year old snowblower. I think it's 30 years old. Let's, let's say it's 30. I think yeah, it's, right. mid, let's say it's even 20 years old. And I, it is not running right. And I think it's going to need some disassembly of the engine and reconstruction of the engine without getting into too much details. It's going to probably be a couple day job for me without my experience. And I have no guarantee that I'll be able to do what needs to be done and that I'll have a working snowblower at the end of it. Um, okay, so you're just going to do the, the American thing. Well, that's what I'm struggling with here, and this is what I'm at a crossroads <laughs> now. The problem here is that it's mm-hmm. cold now, and working out in my garage is cold. It's cold, yeah. And I, and I need to break this thing down, like take the engine all apart, troubleshoot it, learn how to troubleshoot small engine repair, and then put it all back together and hopefully make it work better before well, the so- next time it snows significantly. <laughs> As you said, you have some flexibility in your affordability of things. Yeah. I think you could do this in two stages. Well, okay. Go you on. Could per- you could purchase a new used snowblower. Mm-hmm. This is the, yeah, there's, there's multi, I'm not, I don't have like a left turn or a right turn. I have uh-huh. a different options. I have the three, wait, three wait, or for, four. wait for summer and either try to fix it and sell it or find someone to sell it to that likes rebuilding these things. I actually know a guy. That's where I bought my snowblower. Mm-hmm. You do? He may not want to fix a 30-year-old snowblower. Yeah. But the guy I bought mine from no is, is like a small engine repair guy, so he, he just kind of buys them and fixes them and resells them. Okay. Which is nice. Saves some time, except the light doesn't work on mine. I was kind of irritated about that. Okay. So what's his contact information? I don't know. <laughs> five, five, five. So here's the thing. Like, it would be really interesting. I, I would like to... I like working with engines and stuff, and I, as I may have mentioned on the show, I had an old truck that I just recently got rid of because mm-hmm. I didn't have the time or the energy and the money. It's expensive. What? 
I just realized I was supposed to bring this camera in, so I'm oh, yeah. getting it off the shelf to look at the. Okay. Uh, yes, we're not going to go down that segue, but uh, so where was I going? Oh, so I, I think it would be like a good exercise, and my son, I could get make him a part of it. Um, and I just say him not before you get all gendery on me, um, because he's the oldest and he he's likes to boy. tinker with engines. No, he likes to tinker with the stuff too. And he likes to take stuff apart and put it back together. I could get the girls involved. They, they don't seem to be as interested in it when it comes down to it. Um, so I could make it like a learning experience for a couple of us. Uh, I've had some mediocre experience with that, but here's the thing, like, Okay, so I was like, well, I could get a new motor for it, new engine, like you said. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I kind of did a little research on that. And I think I could probably do it with a little more know-how. But again, that's going to be some time. And the engine, like a new engine's like 600 bucks. So I'm putting a $600 or $500 engine on a snowblower that's not worth anything. Um, <laughs> or I could buy a whole new snowblower used for about 600 bucks. So that seems to make better sense. I don't, like, I don't understand who's buying these motor, these engines and, and like putting them on snowblowers. Like, who's doing this? Yeah. They, well, why not? If the thing's still intact. I guess. Um, so I, I said you should basically buy the biggest, beefiest, hugest, motoriest snowblower you can find. Which I couldn't understand. And you're like, well, it's oversized. I don't even need that. And of course, yeah. you're not seeing the irony of driving around in a 200 horsepower, four and a half ton machine. Just a little bit of overkill for. We're talking about pod ride. Well, see, I always have, I've always tend to, to favor the smaller cars. Okay, so that that doesn't really hold up. Um, well, smaller compared to what we do now, which is everybody has a four door jacked up pickup truck. But yes, but not everybody. I'm talking about me again. Narcissism. Smaller than what? You have to compare it to something. Well, okay. Well, the snowblower thing, right? Like, I don't. Uh-huh. I have a forty-foot driveway. It's small. It's flat. There's no magic. There's nothing. It's just a little rectangle. And true. Um, you got neighbors, don't you? Yeah, they got plow guys. Oh, that's terrible. They're the worst. What do you want me to do? I'm not gonna. Yeah. I I ugh, I have a lot of pet peeves. That's one of them. I plow- really hate it when people call plow guys to do like a short driveway any driveway really i mean some of them are long and it kind of makes sense i guess but they don't pay i mean this is why our roads and sidewalks are all destroyed they don't pay any attention to detail they get in and out of there as quick as they can of course yeah they got a whole bunch of them they hammer all the snow right onto the sidewalks they don't care they're gone oh no yeah now it's a nice bank this was this snow was the worst huh it froze super solid right Mm -hmm. It's, it's like cement had to take care of it before it froze yeah I don't like the plow guys. I don't like the plow guy driveways. Huh. I, li- I like plows on the roads makes a ton of sense, right? Plows on the they're driveways, going, not as much. They're going forward. They got a constant speed. They're just pushing it off to the side. You yeah. know, they can cover a huge area in a very efficient rate by just pushing and letting it slide. <clears throat> the <laughs> But the plows on the driveway, guys, doesn't make sense. This back and forth. They're just destroying, you know, they, know the, they can't see where the edge of the yard is. They're just wrecking your mailbox. Everything they yeah, hit yeah, just yeah. gets destroyed. You know, you know how many signs are destroyed? Just, ugh. <laughs> Everything's just, just crushed. Everything's knocked down. All the damage comes from road clearing. It's like, ugh, so depressing. I get so depressed after these storms. Okay, but, I get, okay but make the yeah. justification to me for buying a bigger snowblower. snowblower. Um, I don't have one. I mean, if you want to, again, narcissism, if you want to just stick to yourself, but the pro- I think you, I think you go help your neighbors. They're all far away. It's yeah. your closest driveway is like a hundred yards. So 
I don't know. You're in a different area. Yeah. I I went and did like five neighbors' driveways before I hit the sidewalk. So yeah, I mean the neighbor right across the street from me, I typically will cut in his mailbox because it's right at the end of my driveway. So I just hit mm-hmm. it anyways. It's right there. Uh, I do have and I do get the stupid um, fire hydrant every time, but that, that's sort of a really I get in there with the shovel anyways. Um, I would go around widening all the roads just for fun. I've done that. <laughs> yeah, especially like. Up, up the street from, you know, to uh-huh. like the left of my driveway, I'll cut it in so that the next time the plow comes through, it won't oh, just yeah. all end up on my driveway. It'll dump out. You do out. that. What is it called? The little cut in where you. I don't know. That's you notch it. You notch it, notch it but then notch. you leave the leading thing there. So all the snow falls off their plow into that area before yeah. it goes under the driveway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. So we were at my parents over the weekend. They got like 18 inches, man. They got a ton. Mm-hmm. All that went out. Ours turned to rain. Theirs never did. Oh. So they, we have this crust on the top, but they have none. Man, they got so much snow. But my dad, as they live out, out in the Adirondacks, they live, they have like a quarter mile. Oh no, they have like a half mile. No, not a half mile. It's like a third <laughs> of a mile driveway. Like, but it's like a road, but they're only ones that live up there year round. They live on a lake. Hmm. So they do have a plow guy, but they have a huge plow area. Like you couldn't do it with snow. Well, you could, but anyways, um, but I pulled his snowblower out, and his is huge. He's a monster because he has mm-hmm. such a big area to do and uh, to, cu- to clean up. And uh, it was kind of nice. It was like, mm, you know, it's got like the turn. I don't know if yours has a special turning no. mode. I didn't know that. Oh, it has a turning mode, yeah, where you can unlock one wheel. Yeah, you lock one wheel. That's pretty cool. I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. before. No, I'd like to upgrade to the full hydrostatic, though. What is, is that? What... Um, Hydrostatic. How do I explain it? The, the wheels... Okay, the the engine drives a pump. Okay. Like a hydraulic pump. Okay. And the wheels are n- are not attached with a belt and a pulley and a set of gears. They have these these pneumatic uh like rotors in them. So the wheels are driven by hydraulic fluid not directly attached to the motor. So what's cool about it is that they can move, you can, there's two motors. So there's like two hydraulic drives, one on each wheel. So you could move one forward, one backward if you wanted to and do the zero sort of zero turn thing. But in the case of, they use it on lawnmowers a lot because the idea is you run the motor at a steady speed. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the motor's running because it's turning the auger that's blowing the snow. And it's running the pump for the hydraulics. Uh, but like on regular snowboards, you have to kind of pick the gear and then you're just going at that speed. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. With the hydrostatic ones, you, you can variably change the speed and turn like, you know, run one wheel, not the other without changing the speed of the motor. It's very tractor like. It's a much, uh, much more forgiving drive mechanism. If you run, you know, if you're pushing on stuff constantly, it's yeah. not going to grind up the gearbox. Okay. It's just okay. fluid. You right. just change the change the hydraulic fluid. That's interesting. I'd like to look into that some more. But but mm-hmm. th- so so yeah. So I was like, okay, so what do I do? Do I buy another used one? But then you get no guarantee, you don't know. Um it's sort of a quote unquote mandatory thing in this part of the country. Um but I'm like, maybe I roll the dice and I get through the winter and then I can pick one up cheap because it's way cheaper. Mm-hmm. Like you, in June, you can pick them up like from people that are moving down south. Like, I'm done with this. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got, well the first snowblower I got from our neighbor who was moving away. See, I was, was going to get one this past summer, but then someone 
dumped this thing on me. Well, didn't really dump it on me, not in that way, but he had it and he was like, oh, and I was like, oh, it's the same one I have, but my, my old one needed more work than this one did. So I was like, I want to, I'm like, I'll just take it. And he's like, yeah, sure. So I have it. And, uh, and then it turns out this one's got engine problems. Like it's got no power. I, mm. which is like, ah, what, what's wrong? I couldn't get it. Barely could get it started. Then I could get it started. It was backfiring and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I you think spray some carb cleaner in there. I think I maybe I, I might be able to get away with just some carb cleaner, but I don't think <laughs> so. Cause it's like shooting sparks out and it's like backfiring. Nice. I looked into it and they That's said, awesome. yeah, they said it's either probably all carbon in there uh-huh. or you have a bigger problem. If it's like shooting pizza, the pieces of the, the uh, the piston ring out, then that's real bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's yeah. just burning out carbon because it's running way too rich, then probably the exhaust valve needs to be adjusted. And there's a bunch of videos on that. And that's why it's like, well, I could technically, it can have a uh-huh. good experience learning how to fix this thing. But what happens if I get dumped on again this winter and then I, it takes me hours and hours to clean. So mm-hmm. I'm at this, I mean, I'm at a crossroads here. I could like to get this thing going, but then it's 30 years and I'm like, is it worth putting all this energy into this thing that's 30 years old? And like, I'll fix it and make it, maybe I'll make it run mint and then all the gears will just disintegrate because it's- No, so I think you should just get another one. Okay. And then if you want later in the summer, fix this one up and then sell it. Okay. Then- Let's say I do that. How, and this is one question that I have, if, even if I want to buy another used one, uh-huh. how, that's why I'm so, so interested in finding out that you know a guy that like fixes and sells oh, them. Sure. Cause then yeah. I could like, he would sort of guarantee it. Not, I understand like this is yeah. not years guarantee, but like, no, he kind of did. He's, he did be like, you know, he was like, you can bring it back and I'll tune it up. I never brought it back, but, 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 uh, but here's the thing. Like, how would you test that it's got power? Like, cause I started it over in October and I was like, oh, it's running good and everything. And then it didn't have the did, power to hit the snow. Like did you change the fuel. I mean, fuel is like 99% of the problem. I know I, I put fuel. I, I did fill in the gas tank with fuel that I know is fresh. So that's not, okay. um, I, I get a little carried away with the small engines. And I, I think, cause I left some bad fuel in it over the, uh, the summer. Mm-hmm. And I just ran it out, but it, it wouldn't start with that fuel. I had to like, I had to mix in all that, uh, you know, restorative crap. Stabilizer and stuff. Yeah. Stabilizer. And I also, now I just, I mixed that in with all the fuel. So it's like octane booster and stabilizer and all this kind of stuff in the small. It's bad news. You shouldn't be doing that to the small engines, but <laughs> I want to, I want it to run hot. Yeah. I wanted to provide some power. Take the governor off, run the thing at double speed. I couldn't take the ch- if I turned the choke off, it would stall immediately. So something that's the, so turn the choke off. Okay, so the well, car- you gotta let it warm, warm it up. Yeah, I let it warm up. Yeah, I mean, I could, could when I finally did get a run, I let, let the choke left the choke on and warmed up. And there are there are some videos because I looked it up. They're like just never take the governor off the small engines because you're gonna burn the thing out real fast. <laughs> We're talking about two different things, but yeah. yeah. I've yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want this thing to run, go faster. I'm tired of walking so slow behind this thing. I want it to just yeah. chuck snow and be going, you but, know, double speed. But think outside. Okay, but still answer my question. Like, how mm-hmm. would you test this thing that is strong? You mean the new one? Like, no. If well, if I bought another used one, or if I mm-hmm. were to like fix this thing up over the summer and I got it running again, like, oh, but I'm like sand. I don't know. <laughs> throw sand. <laughs> no, like uh, have it. Yeah, have it throw sand. Right. <laughs> oh gosh, wet sand. Oh gosh, yeah, it's real heavy. Like, well, I guess yeah. it's strong enough. Uh, That's what they do to test a more, you know, wet sawdust or something. I guess. I guess we're making you know that much wet sawdust from, <laughs> or sand. Just take it to the playground and start blowing the sand around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, I can't. I don't know how to guarantee this thing works. 
Like that's why I'm sort of. I mean, if you drive it around, I mean, it is self-driving, right? Mm-hmm. I assume. Yeah, it must be. You could probably push back on it, you know, run it into some stuff, and it should be able to yeah. not, not stall. The drive is actually much. It's it's shocking how little of the power from the machine goes into driving it. Right. Like if you if you t- actually do take it apart, because I changed all the belts on mine and. and greased it up i got a grease gun i got all kinds of stuff for the yeah. just for the blower so i got a grease gun i got some grease for the gears and the chain underneath and cleaned it all up there's one skinny little tiny belt for the drive that goes into the gearbox uh because it's kind of a high ratio too so it's like the engine's spinning a lot and the wheels are turning very little yeah and there's two kind of much bigger belts for the the, for the auger mechanisms but they're spinning the, the second stage is spinning real fast so it's kind of like that sort of makes sense because you're you're you've got a huge lever going for the drive wheels by really gearing it down and um i don't know that's it so it's just funny that it's just a tiny little belt because all the power is going into the snow throwing and not the actual pushing of the machine yes yeah, i still have two uh I, I, my belts are both, I, and I, that's the other thing. Like I said, I ran it in October, and it worked, and it was fine. And then I went to, we got that early snow, and I went to run that snow, and it wouldn't throw. And I found mm. out that the throwing belt was real loose, so I fixed, I replaced both belts. And then I go to try and start it this time, and I can't barely get it started, and I can't, and then I can't get it to run, and then it won't push the snow at all with the choke unless the choke's all the way open and it's like fire coming out of the exhaust and <laughs> backfiring on me and i'm like oh my gosh so something's fire coming out of the exhaust it's just cool though it's just yeah but i mean it's not it's not burning the it's pumping the fuel out so that, i think that's mm-hmm. telling me that the exhaust valve isn't sealing up right oh i see so it's not seating in there yeah it's all gummed up just throw some throw maybe some I'm, high test and uh maybe i should blast it with some carb cleaner and stuff and yeah just... blast it with carb cleaner Blast it with some 93 octane plus the booster, right? So it's like 110 or something. <laughs> really burn it out. They got I think s- that's I think that's what you're supposed to they do. They got some hydrostatic uh, snowblowers on the Craigslist over here. I'm looking. Oh yeah, but no, the, they're fantastic. But the problem is they're wicked expensive. Way more money. Yeah, they are, and they're more Way maintenance because now you have to deal with hydraulic fluid. Too, oh, forget well. it. I'm out. <laughs> Give me a belt all day long. <laughs> no, those are much more. I mean, I'm talking about those for me. I want commercial grade blowers. Because I'm doing the town sidewalks, but <laughs> what is a three-stage snowblower? Um, I believe obviously it has one more thing in it. Oh, I see. I okay. think the second stage is like it just kind of pushes it into the chute, and then the chute has one that goes up. All right. Huh. It doesn't matter. It's got three things that spin. Okay. I think the second and third stage are very similar. They're just kind of it's like five G. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just like saying numbers. I even was um, looking at the electric, but the electric's not there yet. They don't make it. They don't. They can't. Yeah, yeah, they can't cut power. it. And they're really expensive. The batteries are really expensive. Yeah. We have a corded electric blower. We use that one for the for our own driveway. Yeah, because it's, cause it's <laughs> all stones. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So we use that one for our own driveway for the walkways. I know, is that we single a, stage? Yeah, it's just like a big paddle. That's all. And make paths around the house with it. We have a hundred foot extension cord, so we can actually reach some of the neighbors' driveways with it. Um, but does it yeah, work so use, good enough? Is it strong enough to throw the snow anywhere? Yeah, works fine. My, my wife did our whole driveway while I was out doing the sidewalks. All right. Um, it works fine. We don't want to throw it 
the house is a real tight, so we can't even throw it that far. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have to kind of like, it's really light. You can pick the thing up. Like, you can you can pick it up real easy. There's not much to it. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so you can throw it all around. It's not like self-driving. Right? You literally have to push it into the snow. Um, what is this garbage, then- though? This one you showed me here. Two thousand seven hundred and eighty <laughs> was two thousand seven hundred ninety nine ninety nine. Like nineteen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. save twenty dollars on a tw- that's like a tenth of a percent. So that's a, that's yeah, insulting. and this is I don't know how much people want to hear this stuff. It's yeah, I don't know either. Okay, I'm enjoying it because I'm looking into. I'm enjoying clearing the town sidewalks as I've discussed, <laughs> but I'm also interested in getting this our rail trail cleared. So I've been looking at equipment. And a walk behind snowblower is not the one you want for clearing, uh, like several miles. No, of, you need something bigger of wide track. You need a real machine. So I've been looking at machines. I've been looking at like tractors and these Kubota RTV things and these Ventrac machines with real plows and sweepers on them. But small, they're not just big trucks with plows on them. They're they're tractors. They're they're all hydrostatic as well. The drives for these for these machines, which is really cool. Because um, then but, you just hook yes. into the hydraulics, right? You just hook into the hydraulics. So yeah. the, the like when you attach a blower to the front or a broom to the front, it yeah. it doesn't attach to the engine. It attacks, it attaches the hydraulics, and the hydraulics actually run the. Um, huh. It depends on the machine. Some of them have uh, power takeoffs that are like actually spinning rotors attached to the machine. Some of them just have hydraulics you hook up. Um, but yeah, the biggest <laughs> I always look at these. The biggest walk behind blowers, they have like heated hand grips. Oh, yeah. You know, they have, uh, <laughs> these things are crazy. They have tank treads instead of, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one I was looking at, it's, it's super tall, but I love the numbers they put on here. It'll blow snow up to 60 feet and clears 79 to 102 tons per hour. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Tons per hour. That's actually that's actually a. This is one of the smaller ones. That's not. Who even is one. buying these? The sucker. This thing is like four feet wide. Um, well, they're, they're commercials. They're for commercial grade stuff, like office parks. You know. Oh, I guess yeah. Housing developments and max so throwing distance forty five feet. <clears throat> there is a uh, an office park in my town, right down the street from my house. And as soon as the snow hit Saturday night, they. Like several trucks show up there and they unload dozens of people and just tons of equipment, all kinds of different equipment. They got brushes, they got blowers, they got all kinds of stuff. And they clean that place so perfect. It is amazing. It's just like they're just going through there cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and salting and all this kind of stuff. And it's it's pristine by the next day. And I'm like, that's great. You get this. So we get this office park with a couple of whatevers and they, it's just, it's perfect. But everything around it is garbage. It's, it's upsetting. What, what do you mean? What's garbage? The rest of the town. Oh, oh, you, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> the town is garbage, but the town is garbage. But this one central <laughs> office park, and it's like kind of an example of what could be done, right? Would it cost a lot of money? Sure. Should we spend our money on it? I think so. I think it is worthwhile. Our downtown is a mess. The, the, the sidewalks downtown. Oh, you mean this? Oh, 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 that's what he means. Garbage. I was like, I don't really know where you're going with this. You mean the snow was everywhere? You thought I meant it was little garbage. I, I just I, no, not like not like garbage, garbage, but like you just yeah. meant it was like just 
disorganized and disarray. But you mean it's not, that it's, it's not clean. It's it, so. I mean, when they say they they cleared our sidewalks, yeah. somebody drove a machine over the sidewalks at high speed, <laughs> way too early in the storm. Okay. And now it's like three inches of frozen tank tracks is all it is, right? And then in between, there's snow mounds on every driveway. So it's it's impassable. It's useless. If you were trying to measure success, it's a failure, right? They'll say they did it. Oh, we did it. But they failed at doing it, right? So it's Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind of stuff. I, w- I wonder what mm, – this is a tricky one for me. Like, I, I wasn't here, so I don't know how much snow I got, but I was kind of surprised driving into work today and driving – because yesterday was the holiday um, – and driving – back today especially to home especially like how narrow concord is and oh yeah yeah um they like didn't do a great job and the roads were not good no. this morning like they weren't great for cars i mean <laughs> so no they weren't the roads are still bad and too, I, yeah. was it because the way the weather like the pattern was was it like get all i know everything got real real super cold like it got down to zero and negative degrees so everything no i have a theory do you want to yeah know what it is well well the, here's the other factor like i know it's supposed to turn in 40 something degrees tomorrow and rain Mm-hmm. Right? Is that does that come into it? They're like, oh, it's going to rain on Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. Let's just cut cut it here and save the money. They might. Uh, they might. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a smart thing at all. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. To me. No, I'm not <laughs> asking what's like the right thing to do. I'm asking what they did do. Uh, I have a theory. Okay, go. I think they went home to watch football. Oh, so I don't. Again, I don't know when the storm ended and stuff. Uh, I know the Patriots. But we're done. I think at- the storm ended before the Patriots started. Okay, but it was like the timing was close, you know. All right. So and they have a lot of work to do. So I think they went out early and they did it fast so that they could get home and watch to football. Get home fast? No kidding. Yeah, because they don't know how long it's going to take them. So like, I'll go do this now. I'm plowing. I'm doing the sidewalks. Whatever. I'm done. I'm going home. Huh. And that's what they did. That's my that's my theory. Because typically I've seen them, this storm was not in the middle of the night. It was like right in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we've had these major overnight storms and they go on for a long period of time, I've seen them work themselves out, like run out of basically run out of manpower. So the guys have been up too long. They've been working all day, all night. Right. And they have to stop. Like they have to stop for their own well-being and legally and whatnot. So they have to take like a day off, but then they go back at it, right? They come back a day later and they finish all the work. But I don't think they're doing that this time. They're not coming back. They didn't come back Monday. They didn't come back today. I yeah. they may be doing what you said. They're like, well, let's just see what happens after it rains. And was like, what? <laughs> it's not going to make it better. You've got to go move this stuff before. Yeah, it's going to be a big, big mess come by the end of the day Thursday. <laughs> if it really gets I mean, a lot of rain, like they're saying. Ugh. Yeah. If it didn't freeze solid, I would have been out all day Monday clearing more snow, like cleaning everything up. Yeah. I would have done it. What are you supposed to do when it freezes solid like that? Like, I don't know. The machines will get through it. They're heavier. Yeah, I know. It's funny. I, again, I did, did go peek at the Facebooks because it's been super cold and everything. And it's just like, come on. It makes what? me think, and then I remember why I don't want to get on there because it's all people complaining about the plows and mm-hmm. oh, I got plowed in. Can they, can I? Call, <laughs> I can't get that, a hold yeah. of the department, the, the, the division, transportation department to get me out. Like, who do I get a hold of? They need to come and plow me out, and I'm like, cons- I saw that one. Yeah, like yeah. that's not going to happen. I mean, so on the one hand, 
I am totally empathetic with this. I understand the town is over. There's a lot of work to do in a very short amount of time. Uh, I'm actually going to go to the bylaw committee meeting next week because I've been meaning to do this for a long time and try to make the homeowners responsible for their sidewalk snow, the property owners. Okay. So, yeah, everyone, oh, I can't pay that fine. I'm elderly, this and that. It's, it's two parts to it. One, I think they should be held responsible, which means, sure, if you don't have a sidewalk, you're not responsible, which is ridiculous in some ways, right? I don't even have, I don't have a sidewalk in front of my house. I go clear other people's sidewalks. Uh, but I'm going to continue doing that, right? I Like, I still want them clear. So if it's compulsory, people will stop destroying the work that is already done, being done. They will, they will band together to help each other, hopefully. Businesses downtown will pay people to get the work done in a timely manner. Otherwise, they'll get fined. And the fines could be different for different, you know, uh, commercial properties could be much higher. There are always going to be low fines, and who's going to go around enforcing them anyway? It's That whole thing needs to be worked out, but it's kind of like people need to do it. And the town, it's not a concierge service, right? The town goes around and kind of does it, but they don't do it well, and then everyone complains that they didn't do it well. I'm complaining as well <laughs> yes, that they are. didn't do it well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because they say they're going to do it, uh. and they don't do it well, and it pisses me off because they don't communicate when they're starting, when they're finishing, what stage they're at, when you can help. I go and do this one road that they say they're supposed to do. They say they will do it. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do a bad job. So I usually wait for them to go by and then I clean it up, which is what I would hope most people would do. It's kind of like let the town make their pass and then go fix it because it's easier. There's less snow to move. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely what people should do. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't. They just complain that the town did a bad job. So I mean, they, I guarantee those people were sitting in their, you know, oh, warm yeah. houses, not doing anything. And yeah, they were. No, because I, yeah, my third pass was when it, when it was getting dark because I had yeah. my headlamp on. They were all inside watching TV. Yeah. There was one street I was very proud of. I should mention this. So near the school, I've gone up there for a while, so they know I'm coming back. But I think they've gotten into it, like. Oh, yeah. Both both sides of the street. There's a sidewalk on each side of the street. I took a pass up there earlier in the day, and I didn't go all the way up there because, like, I could see at least eight different households out clearing their sidewalks. And so I turned around, and I went and finished the rest of the work I was doing, and then I went home and took a break. And I came back later to widen everything and make sure it was clear. And there was only there were only two houses that hadn't touched their sidewalks. Hmm. And it's like, great, because I can breeze right through the rest of them, making them wider. And then all I got is this, you know, two houses to work through. It's not a big deal. But if I got to work through everyone's, it's, it's you know, going to take me twice as long. But I can cruise in, you know, fourth gear or whatever uh, and just cut the edges wider and make a nice, make a nice run. Because what my goal is to really get closer and closer to the school and get all the way to the school to make sure the whole thing is clear. So the faster I can get to where I need to go, the sooner I'll be done checking everything. But um, yeah, boring, boring stuff. <laughs> man, there's a lot of snowblowers on Craigslist. <laughs> right now there is? Oh, man, I can't believe it. I thought there would be a dearth of them, but I'm like, I got pick here. I'm picking, baby. A dearth. Doesn't that mean a lot? What? I thought dearth, dearth meant a I lot. I thought dearth meant none. I don't know. Dearth. Dearth. Where are you? 
Crandy. Should we go it? back to doing <laughs> the word? Scarcity <laughs> that makes deer Oh, specificity. yeah, you're right. A dirt. Famine. I think I've been uh, malapropping that one. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm also like, huh? Now if I got one that's like a couple years older, I could get the beast. You know, I can you get could the, look at that. Look at these old timey ones that are going to be just like yours. Well, that's what I have. The problem is, <laughs> if you could give me like, so th- the thing was, I had the one that I had for as long as I did because that sucker started first pull every year, and I never did do anything, and it ran strong. Now I, the the rest of the things broke on it, like the electric start broke. The, the pull start thing broke on me twice. I had to, I was going to have to replace the whole thing. The body was like had rusted through, but the engine was like solid. Now I got one that was exactly the same, um, like the same model and everything, but it would obviously garaged better. So it had not used as much. So, uh, oh, and the other, the handles were a little bent for me, like wrenching the thing around. So I'm kind of kicking myself because once I checked that this thing was running, I got rid of the other one. I just put it on free cycle. I said free snowblower if anybody wants mm. it. The bot, it needs work, but it runs great. I wish I had kept it because then I would have swapped the motors. So, mm, yeah. Motor swap, the and, old motor swap. And Holly was like, oh, did you get rid of it too soon? And I kept telling her, no, no, I didn't. And then I found out on Sunday night or Monday night when we got home, I'm like, yes, I did. I got rid of it too soon. <laughs> yes, <indeed. laughs> uh, There's some so, good blowers up here. I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. Um, that Toro 824 is very much like what I had. I had a 521 or something, 821, 521. Mm, I'm I think looking at these, same. uh, Aaron's fancy, ones. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I have. I have the Aaron's one. It's, yeah. I don't know what the model is, but it's, it's one of the bigger ones. But so here's the thing. Like, how did you get it to your house? Oh, I, I borrowed a friend's truck. Oh, you did? Okay. I almost rode the bike trailer over there, but it was the middle of winter. The bike trailer. <laughs> and it actually is, it wouldn't, it's too big to fit on the bike trailer for yeah. one. And it's ridiculously heavy. I mean, these oh, things yeah, are super heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like even when it's broken in half. Yeah. Uh to fix the belts and stuff, like the front, the auger thing. Yeah. That thing probably weighs 100 pounds. Yeah. Like I had trouble picking it up and moving it around. It might be over 100 pounds, I don't know. Yeah. And then of course the engine piece and all that stuff. It's like, "Eh, this thing's heavy." Yeah, see there's <laughs> some good ones on here, man. This Husqvarna this thing's a beast. Mm-hmm. Good names. Oh yeah, this thing is ancient though. <sighs> I don't know. So I, I don't. I mean, people are engines and stuff like that. I can tell you. No, I don't like motor vehicles because I think people can get by with less. Yeah. We we are using. We're going to use our car this weekend to go skiing. Uh, very basking in that luxury. <laughs> I can give you some skiing updates. Yeah, we can give you. I actually went also last weekend. But if there's something that like motors are really good for, this is one of those things. Cutting grass, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> okay. This just pristine, freshly cut, perfectly height grass yeah, thing is it. such a waste of energy and fuel oh, and everything. It. It's it's one of the biggest one of the biggest things that we just waste time. All kinds of things, but money, if I can, man, I just pour money onto my lawn every year. If I, yeah, if I can cut this pristine path through the snow, <laughs> it's not just how cool it looks, right? I know. As soon as I was cutting, I was out. Uh, you know, every time I was out Sunday clearing, there was probably a dozen people each time that were walking. You know, downtown, walking around town, yeah. whatever, and they'd jump right into my path and wave and whatever because. They were coming, they were walking down the middle of the road. Yeah. Because they had nowhere to go. And then they'd catch up to where I was and they'd get in the path. It's great knowing that they can get around, knowing the kids can get to school, knowing people are using it. 
makes me happy. Man, look at this one. 11 horsepower, baby. <laughs> That's not enough. That's not enough. Not enough for my driveway? <laughs> that I would do neighbor. That could do some neighbor's Dude, yards with it's, that. It's actually surprising how little horsepower you need. I know, but I think I have like a five horsepower now. Oh, it's like yeah. Twice no, I think mine's, mine's got to be like a 12 or a 13 or something. Huh. Um, it's but got the, drift the, cutters on it. What's a drift cutter? Yeah, the drift cutters. What's a drift cutter? Yeah. You know when the snowbank's like taller than your snowblower? Yeah. And it, the snowblower just kind of goes under it? Yeah. The drift cutters reach up higher and cut that piece off. Oh. That's why they stick out the front. Because they sort of cut it off so it falls in front of the snowboard. Okay. <laughs> you really not know these things? No, man. I told you. I my my we inherited this one that was like brand new, but that was eighteen yeah. years ago, and it was my you know when we got married, and my wife's old, elderly is, aunt gave it to us, and we're like, all right, it's been around that long. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, that was the one that that yeah. Well, and she we she didn't give it to us new. Like she had it for several years, but just never used it. Yeah. I mean. Like, and I was always like, oh, these motors are dead simple. It doesn't take anything to it until it doesn't work. And then it's not dead simple anymore. No. So. So I'm looking the the machine that I've been looking at. One of the several is this Kubota RTV. And you've seen these things. They're like little, little utility dune buggy looking things. Uh, and. A Kubota was, RTV? Yeah. And the one I was going to... Oh, yeah, my dad has one. (laughs) Not like... Are you serious? It's got a fill. We call it a fill. It's a different thing, but it's a utility utility tractor truck. It's a little utility tractor, yeah. 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 But they're they're, they're on the range of like 22, 24 horsepower. Okay. You know, it's it's still like relatively low, right? I don't know. I think his is bigger than that, but go on. Maybe. But that's it. It's just crazy how much, how little power you need... I mean, I guess that's a lot of horses if you're really thinking of them in terms of horses. <laughs> yeah. But I remember, like in high school, we we did this test to measure horsepower, uh-huh. uh, and I always think of it every time we look at horsepower ratings. So it was physics class, and you can you can measure horsepower really easily by just moving something up. You know, because you, you can measure the change in energy and how quickly you do it. So you got to move something up, and you got to time yourself. You mean up off the ground? So mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're going sideways, you're you got to measure friction and all that kind of stuff, and that's hard. Okay. So we basically just had races up the stairwells in the school. Okay. So we would time how fast people could get up the stairs. Now we only had like two flights of stairs to go, so it was tricky, but still, we knew the height. Well, is it two flights? Where was it? So this is in the in the in the Acton High School. Okay. I can't remember which stairwell you're on, but you you know the height and you know how much you weigh, and we time each other, and then you can do the calculations to figure out how much horsepower you have, right? And basically, the, the highest we could get as a person was right around one horsepower for that duration. So for that like few seconds it took us to sprint up the stairs, yeah, we were putting out one horsepower, and so it's like all. It's like a hundred percent of your energy that you could put out full sprint, but twenty four times that, and it doesn't ever slow down. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. that's its that's its steady state, or maybe it isn't, depending on the rating. But oh, you're you're talking about this Kubota thing, the Kubota, yeah. Yeah. Still seems like you know it's just interesting how. So what would you do with this? Hook a plow to it? Well, it has a similar set of hookups on the front, so you've got. Hydraulics, it's a hydrostatic drive. Yeah. 
So it's got the same sort of system where you're like, you can set the speed of the motor and then you use your pedals to go and stop. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very weird because if you press the gas, it goes, but if you let off the gas, it slows down very quickly because it's hydrostatic and the hydraulics slow the vehicle down. Like okay. there's no like freewheel. It's not going to just going to coast. Huh. Okay. Um, what we do with it, we'd put, we'd either put a, I've got quotes for them with all the attachments, with a plow, with a broom, and with the snowblower. Oh, really? So they're they're very expensive. With all the- <laughs> You're talking tens of thousands, right? It ends up being like forty five grand. For, oh my gosh! Like each one of the attachments is like five grand. Yeah. It's crazy. Huh. So I could probably find used ones if we really looked, or whatever. yeah, actually, I looked. There's a Kubota tractor or a plow or a backhoe or something on, on that mm-hmm. showed up in this this. Uh, so I, the conclusion I've come to is basically like you need the right tool for the job. And as much as I don't like uh, driving places, local places, I like biking there. I like walking there. Uh, sometimes it's necessary. We're going to go skiing hella far away. It's like a two and a half hour drive, which is insane. I hate it. Uh, I know. You got in the car last time and you're like freaking out, texting me. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming your wife was driving. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so boring. I can't stand it. So I, I and we all, I mean, this is actually an interesting side thing. Uh, people do different things in the car. Some families do, I've noticed. Like some people sing, some people play games. I don't know what you do. Some people play music. Like who's ever in charge of the radio? That's what everybody listens to. Mm-hmm. Our family maybe is weird. I don't know. The kids. We usually bring something for them to draw with or for something something them to read. They bring their Kindles. They just sit back there quiet. We don't even hear them. They're just reading or they're drawing. That's it. They don't make any noise. My wife pretty much falls asleep immediately every time she gets in the car, <laughs> if I'm driving, uh-huh. which is great. Because then who's keeping me awake? And then I usually just listen to a book. Uh-huh. But I'll put my headphones in because I don't want them listening to the book. Uh-huh. Right? And if I tell people that, they get, oh, my God, headphones in the car. It's illegal. And then I slap them in their face because yeah. they're being ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Like, the windows are up. What is your point? Um, but it's just it's an interesting dynamic because everybody's like doing their own thing in this cabin. Whereas some families are like, maybe it's just movies I'm thinking. I don't know what other people do. We're pretty similar. to Well, it depends on the time of day we're driving. But if it's a nighttime... Um, the kids are usually fall asleep. So mm-hmm. let's see. So we drove to New York at, Oh yeah. That's a long way. We left. At, yeah. It's a four hour drive. So we left at six o'clock on Friday, six thirty on Friday. Um, and I forget because they wanted to listen to, huh? I don't even remember. I drove the whole way out there, I think. Yeah. Oh, so recently actually. So yeah, I drove the whole way out there because it was night Mm-hmm. And, uh, my daughter is like, I want to listen to a book. Can you put a book on? So, uh, I have a, I have had a couple of kids audio books that I have on my phone that we haven't listened to. And, uh, you know, they, they give you one at like Christmas time. And there was a couple other ones that I got free or whatever. So I threw one of those on and we listened to that for like an hour and a half of the car ride. And then on the way back, we listened to it almost the entire way. A lot of times the kids will play their DSs and Nintendos or they'll play mm-hmm. uh, Kindle. Like They will read a lot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not on the whole, whole way back. The whole, Half the way back, my wife and I split half the way. And the half the way, I read Harry Potter. Now, I can't read for two hours straight aloud. 
go crazy and horse. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but yeah, so and it was pretty uncomfortable. It was pretty uncomfortable because my kids can't hear if I sit in the front, so I have no, to sit in the way back. You're facing the wrong way. Yeah. yeah, so I have to sit in the way back, and we have three rows, so I'm sitting way back there, and uh, the road was it was pretty windy i think because my i hope it was windy um it was like un, really <laughs> uncomfortable back there and my wife was kind of swerving around and i think it was the wind she was fighting and the the she couldn't see because the stupid um like all the windshield washer stuff froze and then the windshield wipe, one actual windshield wiper broke it's because it was super cold so we had, it was it was not the smoothest Sounds ride safe. back yeah, yeah. Well, i mean and we're driving only 75 miles an hour or whatever um so <laughs> yeah so we were uh so that's not bananas though i mean there's six of you your entire family is in yeah. this box going 75 miles yeah. an hour yeah okay anyway go we back could see i mean i'm not i'm not and we got the but even so you get a deer jumps out in front of you that thing's rolling over and you're all dead uh, well, we have a big car. I think we could take deer out pretty like if a deer <laughs> rode out in front of my wife. Um, Depends I on what she does. The deer wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't think that. If I were to guess, she would sort of lock up and didn't wouldn't like go try to swerve around it. So she would just plow <laughs> jerk through that the wheel. Thing. That thing's going right over. Yeah, if she jerked the wheel, it would be a bad scene. We would. I think we would just truck that deer. I mean, it would mess the car up pretty good, but um, because she's hitting four hundred pounds, but right, yeah. But mm-hmm. we'd, we 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 that's a battle we would win <laughs> in that case. Um, so we do read. Uh, like we've done more of that recently because of the, uh, Harry Potter stuff that we've been reading. But yeah, a lot of times the kids will check into book or and they well, uh, part of it is also they'll like fight. We found that, and actually this happened on the way. Oh, I don't know what it was. Oh, we were driving somewhere up there. I forget. Recently, the kids were just like bicker, bicker, bicker. And we just put the music on and then they just kind of like chilled out. And it was just XM radio with Bruce Springsteen channel. And they just kind of like zoned out into the music. And, uh, so that helped. That helps sometimes if they're like getting, I mean, I have four of them. So they get like, it's more variables to get bickering at each other and they'll argue about which seat they're in and, ah, um, you know, oh, put the seat up, put your foot on my seat. So they get into that, that kind of nonsense. So, uh, yeah, we, you know, we've done stuff. Played uh, I Spy and all that, um, different games. But it's usually pretty much bring your car bag, get some activities, mm-hmm. draw, oh, do, you know, bring cram- – the younger one likes to draw a lot. So she bring pencils and stuff and draw. And she'll bring some books and their Snuggies or whatever and their blankets and their pillows. And then they, you know, make a little nest. So Okay. So I specked out the Kubota while you were talking. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> it was only $39,000. that's – that's that's without the blower, so that's just a sweeper and a plow. I've got some I've got some work to do to investigating this. Anyway, back to the car stuff. Yeah, so the power I tools mean, are cool. I, I like it. But go yeah, for the use are, one. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. The um, I mean, we can't even make the two and a half hour drive. It's too much. We actually stop on the way. Oh really? Way. Oh man. Yeah, we plan the trip. So now we've been we've been having dinner at this diner. Oh, the Tilton Diner. Yeah, the Tilton Diner. We've been there. <laughs> so we've gone to the Tilton Diner a couple of times. Yeah. Uh and the kids want to go there like every trip. So it's fine by me because I need it to like I can't I can't do it. I can't I can't <laughs> sit in the car for two and a half hours. It hurts too. Wait, really? You can't just check into your book for two and a half hours and I can when I'm gonna fall asleep in the car and kill us all. Oh yeah, that's and it's that's, just it's very problem. uncomfortable. Like Well you dri- when do you drive up? Like when do you uh, leave? What time of day it, are you leaving? Afternoon. And you're falling asleep? That's yeah. so good. <laughs> so boring. 
sometimes I switch it to music just to keep myself awake. Mm. But it's not just that. It's the, the the position in the car. Like it's it's no wonder people have so many like back issues and complaints about their legs and whatnot. Like car seats are not comfortable. Maybe you need to upgrade your car. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, well, I, I agree though. Yeah, I think right. it's just the right leg and the way you're putting yeah. your hip and you're trying to move that one leg around on pedals and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, part. So if it's like uh, we made the trip one shot on the way out, four hours there. Well, it was it's not four. See, that's the thing is, if we don't stop, it's like three hours, thirty minutes, three forty-five. <laughs> now it did start snowing while uh, while we were driving out there, so that slowed us down a lot because we were on surface roads at that point around the lakes and stuff. And um, but that's fine. I I actually don't mind it because I was driving and it's late at night and I hate driving at night at this point, like because it's I'm always wanting to fall asleep. Especially mm-hmm. in the highway and the surface streets are much better because it's, you know, you're, there's more to see and check out. Like I, and I actually missed a turn and I realized I missed a turn and it was like, ah, oh, it's going to be five minutes longer this way, but I've never gone that way. So let's go this way. So that was <laughs> cool. So we, you know, we see in different town. Um, yeah, but driving at night now nah, I'm, I'm always like, this is no good, but we can make it so we can make it in three and a half hours, three forty five at night. If we, on the way back, it took us like six hours because we stopped at eight. So it just right. takes so much longer. Well, we stop for gas and then the windshield wiper thing. And then, so. Yeah, yeah it takes more time. Yeah. yeah. But we got to eat. I know. And it does break up the trip because it is. But my son was like, we we're like, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to like pack some sandwiches and make it home? Or do you want to like stop and eat? And we were kind of split. And so I got my, my wife gets an extra half vote and she wanted to stop. So mm, the diner was quick, though. They serve the food real fast. I mean, it's it's garbage food. Oh yeah, it's, well we stopped the friendlies, so yeah, <laughs> it's it's deliciously garbage. Yeah, food. yeah, it's del- it's garbage. And yeah, as I've mentioned, my my I'm like counting calories now, and my wife has has been doing like this nutri- nutritional mm-hmm. thing for a while now, almost a year, and it's like we can't eat any of this. It's all just garbage for you. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, so I go get- to friendlies twice a year. Maybe I'm getting the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only reason why they want to go there is because I let them get milkshakes. Where they yeah. All get fraps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and the food comes out fast and it was cheap. I think it was, it was like $20 Whoa. for the four of us to have food. That's not and I'm like, this is insane. Like we had fraps. I had the huge breakfast. Kids had everything. Like this is crazy. So I think I like tipped them $20. Yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a hundred percent tip. I'm like, this is crazy cheap. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. All right. Get the one with the bl- brush too. get them all. Mm-hmm, I will cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dadsbeingdadspodcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.